To say sure, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. I am Scoot, excited pants Magoot. <laughs> and uh, are you really excited though? Because I mean, I'm actually, I'm really, I mean, just to get out of the way, I don't think this conversation is going to be 100 percent positive. It's to put it's, it mildly, it, it's going to be majoritively negative. Um, but just but, to but, get that out of the way, but for reasons that uh, you know, what we'll explain a- anyway. Let's, but let's regardless. Regardless yeah. of that, I, I'm just excited to talk because I feel like there's just so much here to talk about. And um, so we had discussed back and forth the idea. Uh, I think it was right after they announced their Opeth announced their new album. Yeah, we suggested let's listen to because we both listen to Heritage. Uh, I've never listened to Pale Communion or Sorcerers you know, before. I, I've actually never listened to Heritage in full. Uh, even though I, I owned it at one point, <laughs> I think I listened to it in full. I definitely, I mean, ever, they, everyone's heard. Now it. I have. Uh, yeah. I wish I didn't, to be quite <laughs> honest. But um, um, I, I could. I, I let, let's let's backpedal a little bit. Let's, let's get some context here. Uh, I mean, so legendary prog metal band Opeth, considered, you know, probably like one of the forerunners of the genre, arguably. You know, they've had a pretty great string of albums, you know, I mean, even from their beginning with Orchid, My Arms, Your Hearse is a pretty big mm-hmm. one. But once Still Life came around and Stephen Wilson from Porcupine Tree was working with them as a producer, that's when they started really getting big. Uh, Blackwater Park is still considered their best. Uh, I I personally disagree. Uh, I, I'm a really big fan of uh, their album Ghost Reveries and uh, Watershed. Uh, but as of late, basically for the last four albums since i think it was the 2011's heritage um i think yeah. so and yeah I 2011 think, i think eden on heavy blood made a point in this review and other people have mentioned this that this this did start to a, a minor degree on watershed like watershed uh, well, to, to be fair this actually technically started on damnation um I, but like i i think because that was coupled with delivery, you know, it was coupled. Yeah, with but them. but but it was still like like okay, basically, you know, it's they they went full prog rock, but you know, like Damnation at least you know did that. But I I can see what you mean with Watershed. Yeah, though. because that was it was presented as okay, we're we're gonna deliver our quote. I think they even positioned it as their quote unquote heaviest album yet, and then they've coupled it with an album that was you know very obviously their least heavy yet. I think. And I really I love Watershed. I know you love Watershed too. Yeah, I think I think great. Watershed was the first album where you're like, okay, maybe they're heading in this direction. Then obviously Heritage. Um, um yeah, I, it I was not no like I don't know like but so the the difference between Heritage. I mean, I, I in Watershed, I, apart from the obvious, you know, like the lack of death growls, which we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I, I think the difference there is, I, I think with Watershed, they were sort of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, and mm-hmm. a lot of it happened to stick. But I think with this new line, this new batch of records, I think it's more toned down in experimentation. I feel like it's more like, uh, you know, like I think, um, I'm trying to remember where uh, I found this quote before, but like, uh, Mikhail Ackerfeld once described... Um, this new sound as a prog rock band who had listened exclusively to Opeth. And I find it really funny that he would even say this. 
Um, that is, I understand people can talk about their art however they want. I think that's an awful description. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. It, I don't even know it, what that but, means. But, but the thing is, it matches it perfectly in my opinion. Because it really does sound like a prog rock band that just listens to Opeth. I, to, to me, anyway. Like, you have, like, that folksy sound, you know, like, uh, like a lot of folk metal, or not even folk metal, just, like, a lot of, like, folky passages sort of winding in between these really, like, kaleidoscopic riffs, you know, and all this, like, the psychedelic twist to it, you know, um, but, but it all, like, it, it doesn't feel like a camel that you're listening to, you know, like the band Camel. Or uh, you know, like Emerson, Lake and Palmer, like you know, like a like a really like uh, stereotypical prog rock band. Like it, it really sounds, it really sounds like Opeth. Like you know, yeah. I, I think I would flip that on its head and say it sounds like Opeth just trying to emulate every single type of prog rock yeah, I've ever listened the, to. The, which I mean, that's actually more that that's definitely more accurate. I mean, I think it works in, in both ways, but I think him saying that, like you said, it is, it is kind of ironic because yeah. I think it's him in a roundabout way, maybe accidentally admitting that that's what he's doing because, you know, going into this, I, I had no expectation. I mean, yeah. I, I sensed that I wasn't going to like it because I remember not liking heritage. Well, um, so sorry to keep cutting it. it. Like, so just to get everybody on the same page here, we ended up, we decided that we're going to do an episode where we listen to not only Heritage, but uh, Pale Communion, Sorceress, and their newest album, which was just released last week, Incada mm-hmm. Venenum, which uh, is sweet or Latin for poison in the tail, which is which um, we are. I'm going to call ICV from now on because I, yeah. there's no way in hell that I. Yeah, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, not only I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I think it's kind of a dumb name, um, but. Anyway. I never like like because no like people nobody fucking speaks Latin anymore. Yeah, like like to me it's annoying when bands do that. Like at least um, if, you, if you use a language that well, well people don't actively what, speak Latin. Anymore. What if it's a Latin phrase though that's like well known? Like I think of like porcupine trees in absentia or something like that. Like yeah, in absentia, but that or or like um, uh, "Say La Vie" from "Protest the Hero." Well, that, I think that, that's the name that, of the song. That's yeah. French though. That is French. Uh, we're gonna move on because that's really embarrassing. You have a bachelor degree. Yeah, in, in communication. That's okay. Oh man, I love this. I love how we have this recorded now. Um, yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna anyway, play it at my wedding. You're gonna play it every chance you get. That's oh like my one of god, the most I, I can't. I, I'm really hoping I get to make a toast at your wedding now. Oh, um, <laughs> dude, you, I I feel like you're gonna have a court order that like exclusively bars me from that. But I honestly uh, can't. That's like one of the, literally one of the dumbest things I've ever said. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I I love it. I love it because it makes up for or at least partially makes up for all the dumb things I've said on this podcast. So <laughs> um, anyway, so so we're listening to four Opeth albums, which. Um, in retrospect, it was a lot by any band. It was Good a job. very bad idea on our part. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I guess to quote Migos, we do it for the culture. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. Um, so, yeah. So, but what I mostly the reason we did this was because of, um, you know, both of us never really had any experience with any of these albums. Uh, you know, and we weren't really fans like of what we had listened to we weren't really fans i mean i know that i tried to listen to heritage i mean like i said i i owned heritage at one point and i couldn't even get through the album even listening to it you know owning it on cd um mm-hmm. and so like you know when pale communion came out i was 
really i just didn't care when sorceress came out i listened to the lead single and immediately turned it off because i thought the songwriting was just that poor but um l- l- let's go through like one by one uh if if you're up for that and then uh yeah, the only thing i'd add is is that i was just i like it always annoys me when um people make bold claims about something uh like this without you know, having Tobin's, you know, for example, that's why I read all the Twilight books because they were huge. <laughs> you always bring that up, Scott. <laughs> because it's a good example. No, it isn't. Because, it like, was... you know, li- li- like, because Opeth is a legitimately good band. Okay. <laughs> Twilight. It was, a, li- like, it was a big thing at the time, and I wanted to be able to, like, okay. un- you know, say that I read it, like, and I'm not just hating Blind. W- w- okay, so w- w- would you read Fifty Shades of Grey? All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Point. There we go. Okay. Point, anyway, point Jim I Jam. Just, this is a bit, you know, Opeth is one of the biggest bands in metal. Um, in metal, you know, at this point, metal history. I mean, they, they just they made such an impact. Like, there are so many, any modern, like, progressive death metal band, especially one that uses folk influences, is me- measured against Opeth, or Opeth is yeah. referenced. Uh, I, don't even th- I don't even think unjustifiably, you know, justifiably, they're yeah, such it, a big part yeah, it, it, of that sound. And I think... I've, I've complained a lot about how Michaela has approached this subject. The fact that he always... And I feel like he's doing it on purpose just to get a rise out of people. When he says, oh, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I... Um, I think this you know, is metal. Yeah, this is metal. Like, And then he says, like, Blue Oyster called their Black Sabbath. I'm like, okay. Like, you know... You know what we're, t- we're talking about. Like, please don't play well, dumb. Did, like, so you literally used to play um, death metal. Didn't, didn't freaking... Uh, what's his name from Mastodon say, like, the same thing? Brent Hines... I think he was actually trolling because he he went super inflammatory. Like uh, he said that he's like never even liked metal ever. Which like come on, like you met yeah. you met at a high on fire though. Like shut the yeah up. yeah. If 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 everything if you're a high on fire fan man, you're like you're you're pretty deep in the metal. <laughs> I know, and it's just like yeah. he just he was trying to be a troll. But yeah. Like my, my big thing, um, is that. I wanted to listen to it because I that is something I bring up a lot that I've always it kind of soured me on Mikhail because I always thought he was a great songwriter and I loved Opeth but I was like what what an obnoxious thing that like fans don't have to like your music but to be that much of a dick about it and to be like oh like you know I guess my fans don't understand metal like the implication being like what are you talking about like this is metal like this is real metal it's like such an elitist phrase or elitist thing to say see I I, Um, I've I've honestly just never read into it that much. Like, like, because I, I, I think with, like, a lot of these interviews with musicians, like, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, musicians, you know, artists aren't great interviewers. Like, be, be, mostly because their art is what they're trying to say. Yeah. Like, so, so like, you know, to, to have to explain it to people using actual words is, is like, redundant and just, mm-hmm. um, for some people, just impossible to do like i mean i i know like listening to any interview with chelsea wolf is is not painful but it's it's definitely not the most fun experience she's Um, a little too airy yeah well i mean she's just like like, you know you can hear her most in her music you know i i think it's just yeah but anyway like i i i i I, I get what you're saying with with mikhail i i just i i just never put a whole lot of for like like a lot of thought into that uh just because i don't don't think it like yeah um i well yeah and unfortunately if if we do want to take the angle of you know the music speaks for itself uh the albums we have to talk (laughs) to to talk about Um, 
I, um, I, I, know, usually we like to be play. I don't, I don't want to say play coy. But usually we like to be a little bit more subtle. I, I'm um, just going to spoil it right now. Um, yeah, Heritage I think is the worst Opeth album ever ever written. I think Pale Communion Sorceress are decent, and then I think in in I, ICV is like a little bit above Pale Sorceress and Communion or uh, Pale, Pale Sorceress Sorceress and Pale Communion, but not by much. I'm a little bit different in that I I actually I think Sorceress is the worst. Um, I just for whatever like I I for me I would rank ICB Pale Communion Heritage and then Sorceress. There's not a ton. Um, so basically, let's just start from uh, the Heritage. Yeah, from yeah. Heritage. Um, okay. It really I, I actually I I grabbed this because I, I I listened to this on. I've been using Apple Music uh, these days, and you're just the worst. No. In there, okay. <laughs> yeah. In there, that's, that's not what this episode's about. Yeah. In there, like Next they have, week. You know, depending on the album, they have these long, you know, album descriptions. If if it's like a big enough release, they'll you know quotes from the band, and sometimes they'll have commentary on album or whatever or on uh, lyrics. Yeah. So one one part says Heritage marks a final shift from Opeth's death metal trappings as it fully embraces progressive metal. And I feel like, again, maybe I'm bringing too much into it. I feel like there's, like, at least a subtle amount of disdain for death metal in that blurb. And, uh, I mean, you at this point, they're never going to be a death metal. You know, it's four albums in, into this sound. They're not going to go back. Or, like, I would be shocked if they you, went back. I, like, I, I tend to agree with you, but at the same time, like, you know, more like not so things have happened in music in like the last 10 years than like anybody would have expected like i mean like like dude the fucking miss the original misfits lineup got back together and are touring that is a very good point like guns of roses Uh, are back together and touring you know like shit shit happens and it's really weird uh so like i'm I'm not gonna like rule anything out but yeah i it it does seem like this is pretty much opeth nowadays yeah and so that was the, the first half of the quote yeah. that caught my attention. The second half, I totally agree with, but I go a step further. When it says Opeth fully embraces prog metal, I don't think they embraced it. I think they tackled it and put it into a, a chokehold. Well, because for, for me... For, first off, this isn't even prog metal. Like, not a single one of these albums is prog metal in the least. Well, it's it's I, just, just very heavy prog rock. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I meant like the world of, of prog. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, like in, in big quotes, prog. Yeah. I feel like this is just them. Like, so many of these songs are just stream of consciousness prog. Like, so many of these songs have very little flow. They just have... There was one yeah, but, song in particular. Let me see if I, I wrote but, but, it down. But the, that's the thing. Is like stream of consciousness is cool, though. <laughs> that's the thing. Like you know, at least in, in my opinion, this like my, my issue with this album is that it's it's not an album. It, I I really I legitimately do not think this is an album. I think this is like sort of like a demo disc. This is like a demo disc that Mikhail Ackerfeld tried to pass off as an album. Yeah, but like I maybe stream of consciousness was was wrong, but like yeah. It just, it feels like he literally, yeah, it's just, okay, like, here are all these proggy ideas. Like, for example, I Feel the Dark, um, I wrote, I wrote down notes as I went along. Yeah, me too. Literally felt like a new song started. I was like, well, that was short. I thought the song was, like, six, seven minutes long. No, like, the second half of the song 
it literally like there was a pause oh, and yeah. it just felt like, like a, an entirely new Devil's, song. It was Devil's Orchard does the same thing and like I can almost place it too. Like like d- there's an exact part where just like the songwriting completely changes. But the I think the bigger indication that there was little to no songwriting or at least forethought into songwriting going on here is um in the fact that almost every single track I it could be every single track. I really didn't want to listen to this the second time. But um, ha- ends with a fade out. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that, but yeah. But I, now that I'm thinking back, I get totally. Yeah, that's, it, yeah. L- like you know, that's. I mean, that's the thing. I, I I'm not against fade outs, and I and I don't think that a use of a fade out is necessarily indication of a of like a crutch. Um, it, but I think in this case, it most definitely is. Like it just felt uh-huh. like, oh, okay, we we've got enough song here let's uh, like it's time to end it which is like just it, it just feels the whole thing feels so half-assed really i i totally agree and and the other thing i think as i listen you know i noticed it here and there it wasn't as big an issue on multiple listens you know once i kind of got used to it but i actually this hurt my perception of how good a singer Mikhail is. Really? Just because there were several moments, and this is kind of blending. I think uh, I- ICV, I forget the acronym at this point. Yeah, ICV. ICV. Yeah. I, in, in Kata Clown Posse. <laughs> I think that one is his best vocal performance of the bunch. But throughout the yeah. first three, there are just there are a few moments where his voice breaks or it's just not as strong. And a lot of times it just sounded very, just very plain almost. Like it just was, I think that the dynamic of having him growl, like, cause he has such amazing growls. Yeah. Like of the growls and the singing, it just, it, well, it you didn't just... notice it as much, but when he's just singing and he's the focal of attention, you're just listening to him. Um, again, I'm not saying that I, I can't away with this saying like, oh, he's like a terrible vocalist, yeah. but just, it lost the luster for me. Because I used to um, think his, his voice was really pretty and whatever, but just it really, it really, it just it lost his mat. And I think that might be because it's coupled with music I don't particularly care for. I, I I can see that. I see. I've just never seen him as you know. I I like even even in Heritage, which I again I do not like this album. I I never felt like any part of the performance necessarily was bad. Like I always thought it was you know it was it was up to snuff. I don't think mm-hmm. it. I don't think it ever went over that line though. Um, which, you know, I have to agree with that. Like, uh, ICV is, is definitely like, I bet basically the best vocal performance he's done. Either that or there are parts of Pale Communion that I think do pretty well, but just like, I, I think like, because I think if we're going to talk about good things, I think it's worth talking about the good parts of this album. I think, first of all, I think the artwork is really cool, despite what other people say. Some people think this is like the dumbest album cover of all time. Actually, uh, I really like it, too. I'm yeah, surprised I, I, to hear I that. I mean, I, I, I think having like the band members' heads in, as fruit in a tree, maybe not, maybe not the best part of the album. But like when, when you look at the other elements of it, like, you know, the, the devil that the Janus faced devil that's underneath the tree and sort mm-hmm. of the city that's on fire in the, in the, like the far right. I, I think it's just, it's, it's a beautifully composed cover. I, you know, just Travis Smith always does a great job with his work. Um, so that, that's one good thing I would say on a, 
on on the scale of like how everything sounds like in terms of like recording quality production things like that it all sounds really great you know, mm-hmm. like all like the uh, like the Hammond organs that that show up and things like that, all the Mellotrons, like they all sound really good. Like like the the thing's really well produced mm-hmm. and well performed, but the songwriting is just not there, and which is so shocking because yeah. they like that, that, that's that's the best part of Opeth is just yeah, how well exactly. they blend everything. That's what I was thinking through this because I'm like, you know, I like I was even thinking about like so like still life. Um, uh, the first track off of that album is a track called the, the more, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that thing is like 10 minutes long. If I, if I remember right. And they managed to craft riffs and like, you know, a song structure that manages to keep all 10 of those minutes just on your, like you, like, I, I think that is just a great track that they've done and that they've managed to, you know, keep someone's attention for that time. And even mm-hmm. before this, you know, Watershed had a couple of moments that were really long tracks that were both that were all really interesting. Even um Ghost Reveries has that has that track, The Grand Conjuration, that's a little over ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly based on only one single organ riff. And yet yeah. that keeps my attention. This didn't have any of that like and it, it just it, it makes me wonder what the hell happened honestly yeah I, I really i don't i mean this just sounds like a passion you know like michael's passion jesus passion process project oh my gosh excuse me sounds like his passion project that just did not pan out and yeah. there are some good ideas on it for example the one track that i, I was like okay here we, here we go was famine which i think is towards the end of the album it starts out gorgeously. Yeah, the, it's just it's. It, there are some great instrumental. Like that's the thing. Like it's not like there aren't good ideas in this thing. Like I, I think I still think the riff, the like, the main riff for Devil's Orchard, is like one of the best riffs that Opeth has ever written. That is a yeah yeah. But the structure and the general songwriting that goes into crafting the song is just so absent throughout this entire thing. That, yeah, that, that, and, it's just like you can't just. Be, it, it, it it it's like it, it it it's like Mikhail Ackerfeld is like a, a carpenter and he's trying to put pieces of wood together and like you know these pieces of wood are like intricately carved and beautifully lacquered and everything but he's trying to put them together by just hitting them together instead of getting some glue yeah <laughs> basically that's like that's really funny uh, um because yeah i mean my my, my consensus was always that um from what I remember from Heritage, this just a, it, it's not terrible, but it, it's just, it's kind of bland throughout. But there are some genuinely, some moments I think are genuinely bad, like on this album. I, you yeah, know, I, I thought mean, that, you know, I thought it was mostly mediocre throughout. But for example, on Famine, like I was, I was saying before, you know, it starts out, you know, it's beautiful, folksy, you know, very melodic. And then suddenly... It's just this super bland organ riff and these really sl- this really sloppy guitar riff and the drums are just all all over the place. And they just they feel totally like they're trying to be syncopated and they're just totally out of sync and just totally like random. And then Mikhail is just trying to sing and riff, but it's just again, it's all over the place. And it's like, what happened? And again, this is on the tail end of what was my favorite song of the album. So yeah. I mean yeah, or what I thought would be my favorite song. L- like for me, like the, that that song, like sort of that that weird change up, like halfway through Devil's Orchard. That's when like it loses me too. It's just like it's like what, like 
who, who thought this was a good idea? Like, I remember the first time I actually listened to this song, like, this is way back when it came out, back in 2011, or it could have been 2012, maybe by the time I had gotten to it, um, that, like, when I got to that, when I got to that point in the song, I'm like, wait, did, did, did we just skip forward another track? Like, I, I, I had to look into, like, my iPod and be like, oh, no, I, I didn't, it, it, this is still part of the same song. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I don't, and, and again, I think that's the probably the biggest songwriting blunder on yeah. all these albums. It's just like the tr- transitions are, except for I think the newest one again is the the best of the bunch. Yeah, and, and it it more or less doesn't have this issue. There's still a few transitions that are a little rough, but the first three albums there are transitions that are just non-existent. Yeah, it, it, like but, it's like, just like two shorter ideas just slapped together. Yeah, and pull I, a song. I, I think that that's kind of the like so. A lot of people think that like uh, like it's like oh you just don't like the new Opeth because it doesn't have death death metal in it and it's like like no that's not true like like I to be fair I really like when Opeth brings some death metal into what they do I think you know Ackerfeld's just an amazing vocalist you know whether he's doing clean or harsh vocals you know I I think the metal edge that they bring to their music is like amazing but. I think that they have the possibility of doing an album like this and doing it really well. It's just that it's the songwriting that that just is just it's not even that it sucks. It's just that it's not there. <laughs> yeah, and see, and, and I totally I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I was gonna say. Is you know I remember people said that with the Pig Destroyer. It's like oh you just don't like it because the the newest one you don't like it because there's not break or there's not uh, blast beats or whatever. And you know what? Yeah. Because that's something that made their music great. The death metal elements, and not only just the death metal elements, but the way that they balanced it with the folk stuff and the, the prog stuff, that was great. And clearly, when they take that out, they can't... I mean, we See, now I, have a, we now I, have a four... I don't know. I, 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 we now have a four-album sample size, and they, at best, the newest one is, like, okay. Or I, I mean, I think I would go as far as to say it's good. But across four albums, they said, okay, we're not going to do death, death, metal, death metal anymore. You know, but we could still be successful. I don't. That just hasn't panned out for me. Like they just haven't proven to me that I should care about what they want to do with Prague. See, I, I, I just tend to think that, like, I, I think they're, they're, like, their music as a whole is so geared towards Prague, regardless of whether it's you know really heavy or not. That I, I think that they have the ability to make a good album, no, whether regardless of whether death metal is there or not. It's just that, like, I, I, I honestly think that they've gotten to, like, I don't know if Mikhail's just gotten lazy or he's just, I mean, maybe there's sort of um, a lack of people willing to, you know, l- you know, tell him the truth about things. Because I, 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 it's also worth noticing that, um, like, this is, I think this is one of the first, yeah, so Heritage was completely produced by Ackerfeld, or at least from, from what I can see. Um, which I think is a huge part of this, um, you know, like, and in, when, when you go into the next few, you know, uh, he's still there as like a main producer, even though he has, uh, another guy with him for Sorcerers and Pale Communion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't like, like, you know, I think that's a huge difference because I think, you know, when Steven Wilson's in there with you, like, you know, regardless of what you think of Porcupine Tree and Steven Wilson, uh, because I, I'll be honest, like I, I'm not, I've not been a huge fan of his recent solo material. Um, like to the bone is is, is just fine. Um, 
but like at least you have another head in there who really understands songwriting who can you mm. know I, and i think they have such a mutual respect for each other that if steven's you know gonna go in and be like hey dude like this isn't good like you know you really need to work on this like i feel like Ackerfeld would actually listen so yeah and i do agree that based on their past material they seem to be good enough songwriters to make this work but yeah. again it's taken four albums for them to get to a point where i'm like okay this is good like I, I, I don't honestly I, wouldn't even say that because like I mean we'll, we'll get to ICV in a little bit but like I I just consider it like it's it's bland to me but like a, at least it's like well put together. Yeah, well I guess if, if I'm using a limited spectrum of is it would you say it's a good or a bad album? I would say it was good. I mean I definitely I have thoughts along those lines that we'll get to. Yeah, uh, which I guess you know in that spirit, um, Pale Communion. Yeah, you think. So, I think it's an improvement. Um, I mean, again, I think it has a lot of the in, same issues. In some ways, it's an improvement. I I really liked uh, sort of the the instrumental flourishes that were sort of. It felt like they were added yeah. a little bit more. Like you know, there's a lot more Hammond organ in Pale Communion, or at least from what I could hear. Um, you know, the, the, I I felt like the songwriting was a little bit better. Um, like it, it felt like that they that that there were actually like. You know, th- there was effort to try to connect the disparate pieces of a song. You know, uh, you know, like things like that. Like, um, I'm trying to remember. I let me look at my notes because um, I remember seeing something about like the track Goblin. It was either I can't remember the exact part of it though. <laughs> Figures for me, right? Um, Pale Command, yeah. So Eternal Rains will come. Uh, you know, it sounded like. Which is which is the introduction to the album. It sounds like more like the last track. It should be like the last track on the album. Mm. So so the, the, the that was something that really was just very strange. Um, yeah, it, 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 there were just some odd choices for it for me. Um, yeah, like I mean, Moon Above, Sun Below, and like I think there were a couple parts on cusp of eternity that I felt like were really cool. Like, you know, they like it again, like they have some really cool moments in a lot of yeah, these. For sure. Uh, like I, I goblin is probably the first song on the, these first two albums that I liked all the way through. I mean, granted it was essentially an extended interlude. It was like a cool jazzy, yeah. Uh, funky jam. Like yeah. It was really organ cool. Stuff like that. It was, it was really cool. Again, it wasn't what I would consider a core, track in this thought you know it it doesn't really sound like what they were trying to go for and then river again i guess there's just gonna be one of these on all these albums but river started out almost like americana or like rootsy or like a little bit country-esque it had a really cool like warm dusty vibe i'm like this is really awesome and then it got to the midsection and started to get quiet and it was like four minutes left i was like oh no (laughs) <laughs> what's gonna happen and sure enough it just goes into like the you know the prog gloop of just like all this like hey here's all the we're gonna just hit all the keys in the organ and we're just gonna and and that's that's where it clicked for me is like mikhail just they just don't i just i don't know like he just doesn't know what to do on on these albums he's just like all right let's just let's just play prog like it's just <laughs> they like, have like, cool like, ideas. Just, just punch the keyboard. That's prog, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like they they have cool ideas, and then it always or almost always devol- devolves into just like, okay, here's 
everything I listened to growing up that's prog or psych rock or whatever related, and I'm just gonna just gonna do it all, and we're just gonna see what happens. Hmm. Um, and then Voice of Tree, I thought Voice of Treason was one of the worst songs on any of these releases. I, like the orchestral elements, almost like I don't think they were. They sounded fake, like they sounded artificial, and the the kind of like the the string, the pulsing strings that they used got super old and then the way that the drumming was way too aggressive it just like it started out again like okay this is gonna be cool it's gonna be different and then i was like wow this is they did not execute this well it, it, it was around this time in listening to all these albums that they all started to kind of blur together for me to be totally yeah. honest like, like i i can't really tell you a single track off of like anything really from pale communion or you know above you know or the rest just just and it's just because a lot of it just felt so like it felt like the same song every time in a way yeah um, there's actually actually a note i wrote down this is at the end of sorcerers which i guess this is a good transition yeah to that okay it's uh it just really started to be a proggy wave flowing over me nothing so stuck i i have to like i have to ask what what makes you think sorceress is the worst for me a really I think the biggest thing is I thought the title, like the title track, the first song on the the album, is is probably the worst of all. Uh, the are you songs. talking about the the introduction, Persephone? Or no, excuse me, but like the, the, the actual full uh, pro- the the title track, the title track, the first yeah. proper like because I think Persephone was a little bit more. I think it was a little bit more of an intro, or like an extended yeah. intro, and. I thought Sorceress was was just bad. Like it, it felt like a car like a carnival organ intro, <laughs> and it was followed by they were like, okay, let's try to have, write a heavy riff, and it was like the lamest, most toothless, quote unquote, heavy riff that they, like what this had probably ever written, and it was just it ended on this weird or like kind of started intertwined with this like pensive, overly like dramatic like trying to build tent it just it was an absolute mess and i think it had all the same problems as the previous two albums but just it started off on that really bad foot and i think there were just more songs because i didn't write a ton of notes for icb because it kind of all i had the same opinion throughout but there yeah. were so many bad moments on sorcerers like the wildflowers oh my god the whole thing was clunky and at the end the drums sound like it was they couldn't decide if they wanted to do a drum fill or a D beat, so they just said, "All right, let's just do both." And it literally <laughs> sounds like a bad, a bad impersonation of Brandaler from Mastodon. Um, the seven, the Sojourn was nice, but it just felt so random. It was like, "Hey, let's just do Middle Eastern music," and it's like, "Oh, okay." And then Strange Brew again. It's like they're trying to do like that kind of staccato riffing, like the syncopation of all the instruments, and they just for some reason are all off time from each other yeah like this there were so many moments where i'm like wow this is again and that's that's really been the biggest i thought my revelation would be like okay i don't hate this as much as i thought i would now that i've actually given it a chance but it went from okay it's just like kind of bland throughout um you know not really that great to there are some genuinely bad songs in here on these albums like there are some moments where they just they're just poorly written yeah poorly written poorly performed and i'm kind of shocked that was my that was my initial thought with the title track when i heard it like years ago um you know listening to it again like i'm not gonna say that this is again a great album like i think it's it's in line with pale communion for me um but i found it's really weird but like the the production uh quality on sorcerers is is really like 
I don't know, maybe it was like, maybe I, maybe my Wi-Fi was really bad or something like that, and like the sound quality went down in the stream, but like it was really muddy. I, I no, really... I I agree, and yeah. I think I noticed it right off the gate with those heavy riffs because I was like, not only is the actual riff they wrote like super lame, but yeah, it just the guitar sounded bad. Like it just it was like maybe not like the worst I've ever heard, but I was like, this doesn't well, sound. It, it just felt like blurry. Just like yeah. I, I think what makes you know Opeth like I, what makes a good Opeth song is you know the intricacy of how all these songs how these riffs are working together i mean you can say that about literally any song i guess but like you know you're actually hearing how things go together and i think it's it's very important especially when you have when you're doing prog metal when you're doing tracks that can be upwards of 10 minutes you know like it's i think it's really important to have that like you know if you're doing like a grindcore album that's like 10 minutes long like okay i'm i'm not gonna like fault you if like I can't hear everything that happens in like your 30 second song. <laughs> like, yeah. But like when, when you're taking this much time to do something, like I, I really want to be able to hear the intricacy of what you're doing, you know? And I just felt like it was not there, or at least for the title track. Um, it, it, it didn't seem to be as bad for the rest of the album for me, but it was still not great. Um, I will say I, I'm not a big fan of this album cover too. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I don't like the, the like a, if we can backtrack for a second. Like the Pale Communion album cover is fine, I guess. I, like it's it's, it's, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's it's big as weakness is that it's just weak. Like like it's just like the, there's not a whole lot going on, in a way. But like this this one, like I, I like the idea of what it's trying to do, but I just don't think it does it very well. Uh, which is kind of indicative of this whole experience, kind of yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, like you know it's not to say like i think compositionally like i think it's really like i i I think i always think travis smith does a really great job but like i I just think it's like uh like he didn't have like a whole lot to work on in a way and it just i don't know there's always been something about this album cover that's really bugged me and i i've never really been able to like put my finger on it um like it just there's just some like i maybe it's just that like all it is is just a peacock on the top. I I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just just never really clicks with me. Yeah, I I, I like the. Let me pull it up just so I'm referencing it correctly. I actually kind of like the peacock. You know, I I think it's uh it's kind of cool. But then it's the the I think it's a face. Yeah, me. it's it's a mutilated body below. Yeah, um, th- th- that I don't like that at all. Like, it's just soup like. I don't think it's drawn well. Like I hate to, I hate to say it, but like I think it just looks it almost looks like two different pieces smashed together. Yeah, like, okay. It just, it just maybe that's I I think it's maybe just the contrast between the two elements that are going on. That's probably on. what it is. Yeah, like I I obviously have no idea if it was because if that's the case. But it looks like yeah. a pretty, you know, pretty nicely, I mean obviously not anything I could do, but like you know, pretty nicely drawn peacock and then I just I don't like the quality. You know what I I actually now that I'm looking at it, it the the body part kind of reminds me of like you, you know the album cover for uh, Dance of Death you know the Iron Maiden album that like yeah the, the it really infamously does. bad 3D one it, yeah it really it, does well I think maybe because it, it almost has the exact same color palette now that I think about it but uh, uh, I I was like I I I really hesitate because like I I genuinely love Travis Smith like I I think he is you know one of if not like the best metal illustrator working right now um but 
yeah, it's this album's always bothered me. But yeah, so not a big fan of this. I mean, I I, I liked it more than you did, apparently. Um, yeah, but, I, I I think I think it really. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was only able to get through these albums once. I think just because after a while, it was Which, just so difficult. I, I I think that if someone was going to listen to us, and I think that would be a, possibly a valid point to call us out on. But you know, because I think you know to. I think it's important to give an album a fair shot, but at the same time, if it's not doing anything for you, I think that's a fair enough shot. <laughs> and I feel like you also, like, I do think there is some merit to, you need to listen to an album multiple times, whatever, but I think another argument is that you might get, like, Stockholm Syndrome to a degree. Like, the more you try to like something, you'll just, like... I, I don't know. Like, 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 I mean, I, I've tried to like To Pimp a Butterfly many, many, many times, and I've never liked it. Yeah, or, I mean, Or at least n- n- never liked it in the way that I think a lot of people view it. Oh, um, it's, it's not universal by any stretch, but there are some times where I wonder... Like, I remember um, the new review, the first recite I, the first recite I wrote for... There was a guy who ultimately, like, he, his review of uh, Autotheism by The Faceless was that he thought it was awful on first listen. And I think he, I th- I'm not exaggerating, I think he listened to it, like, 30 or 40 times for the review. And eventually it was, like, finally on, like, that those last few listens it clicked for me. I'm like, if you have to listen to an album that many times just to, like, like it, just to appreciate yeah, 40, it. Yeah, like, 30 or 40 is a lot. Like, like, and, like, I, I yeah. don't think I'm... I'm pretty sure he wrote something like that. There was it, some a, a absurd number of times. I, I would also... I think it's worth also worth pointing out that I think we both listen to a lot of music. We both collect a lot of music. We're heavily involved in, you know, just the culture of music. And I think over time, I think we've sort of gained... Uh, not exactly like a sixth sense, but it's sort of, you know, an idea for what uh, we like, you know, and what yeah. we don't like. You know, I, I and, you know, I, I think that sort of mentality is always going to be a little petty, I think, you know. But I, I think that, like, when you when you listen to as much stuff that we've listened to, and I think as, as wide variety as stuff as we listen to, I think we have, a, a, like, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that, that, that we're better somehow than, you know, all these other people, because we're not. It's just, like, this is all very much a personal preference. It's just, I think that with time, you get to learn sort of what works best for you. That's why, like, you know, for me, like, like I, you know, why, like, if, if I'm listening to, like, a new album that, like, you know, that, like it's like if we're reviewing an album like i listen to it all the way through like that is i you know unless it it's just so bad that like i want to like kill somebody which <laughs> has yet to happen um even even with these ones honestly like the, the these are just like more mediocre than bad for me um but like when it comes to like if, if i'm gonna listen to something and it just doesn't excite me like in the, like the first track I just move on, and it's it, it's not to say that I, I think that the album's bad. It's more just like I have I have all this other music I could be listening to and enjoying, and like I, I you know and I don't mind returning to that album. It it's just that like you know for this moment, I'm like okay I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah, and I think when you get into that game of like oh you didn't listen to it enough like okay well how many times is enough yeah like, like what 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 number listen will it click for me because ultimately yeah. the idea is that if you listen to it x number of times um then you'll like it so you know 
It, it depends. I mean, people never word it like that, but that's kind of what they're saying. I mean, the, you need to listen to it more to like it. With the the, you know, the insinuation being, if you listen to it more, you will like it. Well, I I, I think it's like you know, it, it's about giving something a fair shot. I guess it's not like, like I I remember Fantano did a video somewhat similar to this question of like how many times do you listen to an album before you review it before you review it and he was like i can't really tell you that because it, it like changes depending yeah. on the album because like mm-hmm. for some it's really easy like you know you know it's really easy to be like this is amazing or like this is complete trash you know yeah, exactly whereas like there are some like the ones that like fall in between can be very difficult whereas like i feel like this thing was very close to in between but i think it veered more on the negative side yeah i mean once so. once you feel comfortable enough that you know how, i mean listening to all these albums it became very clear how i felt because i mean yeah in, in fairness they all sound very similar um, yeah i, I was they really I, I was just more tired by the end and it's it's exactly. not even like i sat down for like you know four hours or however long it took for all this like i listened to these things in in, in different sittings like i think i had heritage on for one and then I had Pale Communion and Sorcerers on for another, and then I had uh, ICV on for another, you know. So, but but even by the end of ICV, I was like, and I, I guess we can use that as as our as our segue. Yeah. That like I found that I was just I was so ready for it to be over. I'm actually now looking at it. I think it might be one of the longer albums in this series, sixty seven minutes. That's more than I think any other album that we've reviewed today or talked about. Yeah, and I think for me, uh, I think it was the best refinement of what they've been trying to do. Like I think, like with the, the general. Yeah, um, I, I'm right. It's a it's a full ten minutes longer, basically, than any really? album from from that they've done previously in this style, um, which is just fucking insane. Uh, well, I mean. I, I I maybe I'm being a little uh I, maybe I hyperbolizing a little bit, but um that that was this album's biggest fall for me. Well, just in that and the fact that it just like it, it all just felt very bland again mm-hmm. to me. Like again, th- that isn't to say that I you know th- like like I think that the songs were really were, were much better like like in terms of like, structure of being like put together. You know, like it, it felt like things were like, you know, it felt like there was actually some thought going into the songwriting process. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't have enough to really like sustain my interest, I guess. Yeah, I, I think, again, I, I do think this is the the most refined version of what. Yeah. What they've been trying to do. I mean, take t- take that what yeah. you will, <laughs> but it definitely. Of of the, you know, of the albums, this is easily the 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 best iteration of it. But I think what I really came away from this feeling is, like, what's what's the what's the point? We're, we're, I mean, maybe that's a little bit too flippant, but like, why should I care? Rather, because I mean, this is not Opeth's best album at all. Um, I mean, it's the best of these four, but it's not even close. Like, listen- that's not even saying much. So yeah, but like you know, if I was going to listen to an Opeth album, they wouldn't be. It wouldn't be even the best of these four albums. Period. Like you know, clearly, uh, it's just there are other prog albums, even prog albums that you know sound relatively close to what they're doing. I'd rather listen to first. Uh, I just I don't. There's really nothing to be gained from this, and 
this is something for me that I, I think about a lot when I'm like, how do I feel about this album? You know, if I'm on the fence about it, um, when I'm talking about, uh, it's, it's especially for albums from bands that I care about. Like, if this didn't come from this band, like, what would I think about it? Because there are other times where I'm mm. on the fence about a project and I'm like, if the, the only reason I'm listening to this and giving as much thought, like, I had this with the, the latest Decapitated album. Where like on first listen, I was like, I really don't like this, but like let me give it more sh- more shots. And after a certain point, I was like, yeah, I just the only reason I'm actually trying to give this a sh- like I'm trying to like find things to like about it is because I love Decapitated's older stuff so mm. much. But this just is not a good like I don't like this. Like if 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 any random like groove metal or like alt metal band like release this, I'd be like, oh fuck, I don't want to listen to this. This sucks. Hey, uh, alt metal? You mean like a prog metal band? Or, or no, I was, talking, I was talking about decapitated. About decapitated yeah. Like it literally is just like kind of like really boring groove metal that album. Huh. So yeah, like and, and I think that's a great segue into Opeth. Like if this was any like you know random you know prog band, I, like oh that was a cool album cover you know on Bandcamp, and I gave it a listen. Like I would probably would have shut this off halfway through and been like oh I don't. I I probably I would probably get to the third track. I think if, yeah if, if even that. Um, yeah, but I, I actually really like that. Like, th- that's a really interesting way of thinking about it. That because I, I think we do tend to be biased by the you know by the artist making it. Um, I mean, for, for good reason in in one sense. But yeah, well, I mean, still. we want we want bands that we've liked and followed for a while to yeah. continue being good. You like know, like the new Danny Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, jury's still out. Let's, yeah, jury's still out. N- next week, guys. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, but yeah, but like I, I get, I guess you like, like really. I think at this point, I so actually, I forgot to ask. Did did you listen to both versions, both Swedish and American, or English? Yeah, and I had I had an interesting take in that I think. Um, I think that it was a little bit. I like the fact I, I could relate to some of the things he was saying on the English version to an extent. I mean, I didn't listen to the lyrics too closely, but like some of the more powerful uh, vocals on. I wrote this one down. It was like the first full track. Like some of the more powerful. Dig- cor- like chorus, yeah. Like the more powerful uh, chorus on that. I was like, okay, like I could feel that more on the English version. But like musically and just sonically, I really liked how the Swedish sounded like a lot. Yeah, I to um, be I, I I actually meant to listen to the English version today. I only listened to the Swedish version. Um, I I just I, I think honestly I I, I kind of don't regret <laughs> my, my my choice uh, because I, I don't think it really would have sounded much different to me. I because see I, I'm thinking about this more from uh, a musical standpoint as opposed to a lyrical one. Mm-hmm. Um, and e- even having like you know a different language being sung, you know it, it, it can offer some you know interesting intonations and like timbres, I guess, to the track as a whole, to an album as a whole. But like, it's still not enough. It's it's not enough to sway me, you know, it, in a way. Like, because I I oh. mean I, I listened to like Heart and Hand, like what the the single when that came out, like like they had a stream that like had both of those tracks side you know right next to each other uh in english and swedish but yeah oh i mean for for sure i mean i i think there are i think what i was trying to say there are merits to both versions 
Um, yeah. I mean, if if they released an only Swedish version, okay, cool. Only an English version, okay, cool. Like it just it didn't it didn't change either listening experience enough that I'm like, you need to listen to the English or Swedish. I mean, I think if you're willing to listen to both, then you know, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, frankly, so, so, so good for you, Scoots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it it's it's certainly a cool idea, and it, you know, and obviously it it, uh, it honors their heritage, and it, it's you know something that I'm sure like longtime really hardcore fans will like. But yeah, it it didn't it didn't sway the album by the way for me, and more importantly. It just, yeah, I, I think that that was the the main thought that I left with this album is that I think this is good and at, at best through all four of these albums, my most, my strongest reaction has been like, okay, this is fine. Or like, okay, this is good. But again, if this was some random prog band I found on Bandcamp and it didn't have the Opeth name on it and I didn't recognize Mikhail's vocals or whatever, I wouldn't care about this. I yeah. would think, like, I wouldn't think I, it was terrible, but I would I, think it was pretty bland and just kind of forgettable. Yeah, I, I think one last thing for me, um, I, well, well, what did you think of the? Uh, because there were a lot of like inserted sounds of like you know, um, like recordings of voices and things like that. I, uh, I never, uh, well, um, I. I I mean, I didn't hate them, but I don't typically like those. You know, I think like an album like Soundtracks for the Blind, I think they work in that context. And oh, no. <laughs> I just think about that one in that, it, that, like, what was it? Like, there's another reason why you're a fucking idiot. Or, you know, yeah. That, that, that thing. Um, and I, I think uh, uh, Mogwai, some of their albums use, record, you know, field recordings or whatever very well. Uh, I, I didn't love it, but it wasn't a deal breaker. I think there were several other things um uh on the album that were <laughs> enough of a distraction or enough of a negative yeah. that it was like okay whatever I, I just found like it just seemed like i mean maybe this is because i only listen to this in swedish and i don't speak swedish um but like it just it, it kind of felt like that he was trying to like put together like this concept and it just wasn't you know really going along well, you know, it, it, but but that goes on my own biases just as, you know, like, I think if you have a concept album, you should be able to, you know, uh, infer at least, you know, to a certain degree uh, what the concept is without having to really look into the lyrics. Yeah, um, I mean, for sure. And I think that the English version is going to have an kind of a measurably larger audience than the Swedish version. Yeah, I yeah, I uh, but all I have to say is like, like with these voice recordings, I just didn't really see the point of them. Um and, and I'm not I, I, I'm not like inherently against it. Um I just like and it, this didn't really you know, um this didn't th- th- this wasn't a huge part of, you know, my overall opinion on this album. Like it wasn't a huge deciding factor. But you know, now that I think about it, it definitely wasn't a positive factor. Yeah, it was just like it was like okay, you know, it's just like like th- that's how I tell these albums apart now. Like heritage, <laughs> heritage is the one that has a fade out with every song. You know, pale communion is the one that's okay. <laughs> Sorcerer is the one that's okay, I guess. And the, 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 this one's like oh yeah, voices. <laughs> voices. 
<laughs> I'm sure they'd be really happy to know. Oh that God! Well, uh... I, I, let me tell you, if Mikhail Akrafat actually listened to this thing, he'd be so pissed. And, I, and I, I'm really, I, I, I honestly, if he listened, like I, I kind of feel bad. Like I really don't like uh, talking ill of people and their art uh, because I, you know, out there, there's somebody that likes it, and moreover, I think you know the artist, you know, it brings them some pleasure to do it, r- regardless of you know. Whether it's it, it's actually in the making of it or in the releasing of it and seeing other people like it, you know, so I, I I don't really like to shit on people for that, like mostly because like art is something to be enjoyed, not to be shat on, you know. Uh, but I you know considering that this is you know this is one of our favorite bands collectively, uh, you know we were both really looking forward to seeing what this era of the band had to offer. Um, and we really wanted to give it another chance. I mean, we both really did. Like, I was really hoping that this would, you know, be good. But I, you know, it just, it it, it really isn't. And um, I guess the most I can say is that it's just not for me. So, yeah, I, I think even going back beyond, like, you know, several years, right before, like, I got into Opeth right before Heritage came out. Yeah. And which is a hell of a time because you know, surprise, their new album is one of their worst. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so it was kind of even at the time. In my opinion, is has grown and changed since then. Even at the time, I uh, I recognized that it was not very good. Yeah. Um, and you know, all these years later, I definitely. I I don't know. It is. I think that. It really is. I've been thinking about what you said at the beginning. The fact that they, um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think <laughs> of how you worded it. Is that they have the they have the ability to write an album like this, and that is something I hadn't thought about because I was thinking, well, I mean, it's been four albums; they haven't succeeded. Uh, you know what gives? But maybe they're creeping closer to it. I just wish that they if they're going to go down this route and not make the type of music that they, because they can, they stayed consistently good doing that. Like there's a pretty big gap between, you know, Orchid, Orchid, and then, you know, your watershed, my horse watershed. And then, you know, ghost reveries and black, but like, there's a pretty big gap between all these albums. They're all good in their own unique way. Yeah. So clearly they, I I mean, I, they didn't just totally lose the ability to write uh, like that lead in from coil to, I forget what the, I always forget what the first song is on watershed. Oh yeah, uh, well, Coil is the first song, but well, where, yeah, you know, like the first, like the yeah, the first, first real track. Yeah, I all I just all I know is that Coil was the song that got me into Opeth. Actually. Yeah, and, and whatever that is, like that uh, lead in from Coil, Air Apparent. Yeah, Air Apparent. Yeah, I mean, like that one-two punch is one of the best Opeth moments in their career. Like just, that's I, such an amazing. I, I, I think Coil is like the single best Opeth Opeth song ever it's made. Just, it's it's but. so well written, and then the way that that you know bleeds in is is fantastic so when the i fact get out of and, here when i leave you behind i'll find that the but, years passed us and, by and the fact that they went so from like hey we can we can do this great stuff to like the very next album making arguably um their worst album is is kind of insane so it just it, yeah like you said i didn't come into this being like i'm gonna trash opeth but yeah it kind of sucks you know it stinks that 
And, and there are so many people who've said, you know, like this album is going to fair shake. Everyone's just pissed about the death metal stuff. I am kind of pissed about it because clearly they haven't been able to figure it out since then. You know, the yeah. last album that was good had all the, you know, quote unquote, had all the death metal stuff on it. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm just, you know, I, I, maybe this is because I, I'm not as heavily, you know, just immersed in metal as you are like on a daily basis, just be, because of your role in heavy blog. Um, but like, I, I just like that part of it doesn't really bother me as much as it could. Um, I, I, I still, I still kind of hold out hope that, you know, because I mean, just considering that, like, you know, an album like Watershed, which is just over a decade old is, is still very fresh, like just has aged very well, you know, mm-hmm. I, just considering all that, like, like I, I, I think that there's still hope or at least for me anyway. Um, that being said, it's not much hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and they'd have to kind of dust off. I don't know. I don't actually know. I assume they do, but I don't know if they still play the, their old stuff live. Yeah, I mean, I assume they do, but I, I, I genuinely have no idea. Well, you know what? Actually, hold on. Let's, um, because they did a live at Red Rocks album, uh, not too long ago. Um, that was, part of yeah so 2018 so it was recorded in 2017 um and yes they have ghost reveries my arms your hearse damnation heritage um watershed and deliverance uh some of the albums from those so so i'm, I'm assuming that yeah they, they he would still bring out those vocals for that because like like ghost of perdition is like the second track on this thing you know, and like, like that—that's a serious, like, screaming moment for Mikhail. So, yeah, I, I would be shocked if they, if they yeah, <laughs> I'd be shocked if they didn't break it up for that. I, I, but just... like, yeah, so sorry to interrupt. I, I, you know, even despite all this negativity, all this really wants me is it, like all I really want to do now is just to buy copies of Watershed and like things like that because I, for some reason I only have Ghost Reveries, even though like I love like a lot of their stuff so um yeah maybe, maybe that's going to be my mission for like the next month maybe instead of finishing up my swans collection maybe get some more opeth <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i mean I, I definitely there's no shortage of great material in their back catalog yeah so i am you know i guess that's some salt you know it's not like they struck fire and then a couple albums into their career they're like hey we're gonna be bad now um, you know, they have a whole... I mean, I, I, I doubt it was a meeting anyway. <laughs> like, like, all right, gather around. We are going to suck from this point forward. Three, Gentlemen. two, one, Let's now. See. Mediocrity! <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's, uh, okay. that's terrible, let's, but also let's, not let's, wrong. Let's, let's get out of this shithole. Um, let's talk about albums of the week. Uh, Scott, what is your album of the week, good sir? <sighs> Yeah, so it has been a been listening to a lot of great new music recently, and is it, like this is this is the time of the year for it, man. Yeah, there's just everyone's trying to you know it, they don't want it to be too uh, you know they don't want to get too late into the year and then miss out on the list, but they definitely want to you know be fresh in people's minds. Um, and this is an album that. As soon as I saw the cover, I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what this album is going to sound like, but this is wicked cool. And it's basically like these weird 
like space soldiers fighting these robots and these aliens and there's like very colorful wait wait wait. can i take a guess at this is this the new blood incantation no what a goofy cover that is (laughs) Uh, i mean this cover's really goofy too but it's just like all these weird it's like super trippy and i was like okay this is gonna be some fucked up shit um, and it is by this. I've, he's a European. I, I've free me. I don't remember what country he's from. His name is Casimir Libereski, and it's okay. called Cosmic Liberty. And it is just. I. It's just him on. He does piano and synth and organ, and then he is a bassist and a drummer. And it's just really like funky, fusiony. Um, electronic driven like just jam uh jam inspired uh jazz fusion and it's just super it's got a spacey vibe a futuristic vibe really like not too avant-garde not too experimental but definitely you know there's some long compositions there's some you know really cool ideas that he you know plays out on every track with his his trio um it just is such a such a fun fun list it's very like it's very heady very technical but just the entire time it's just fun like you just so, like, picture the three of them like just smiling and having a great time playing this stuff off the top of my head like sort of like sunrise like quiddity mixed with like portico quartet yeah i guess that might be a good yeah. way but it definitely feels more it's not really in the the new jazz camp it definitely yeah. feels like a, a just like a jazz album through and through but it just has a lot of fun futuristic kind of like almost sci-fi vibes to it that it, it, you know i could totally see this um backing like an experimental stop motion or like um animated cartoon of all the guys on the cover just like in a battle with each oh, other it's fuck. just what's the name of that movie now um oh my oh fantastic planet that's what it is yeah they the, the, that's that's pretty much fantastic planet have you, you ever watched that i i i'm doubting uh, no, oh, I yeah. haven't. Because I mean, it's it's like this weird animated French film from like the '60s, I think. But it's it, it it kind of has like that same kind of feel that it's like really spacey and out there and like surreal. Um, I, I think I watched too many movies, Scott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's cool, man. I actually really want to check that out because you I know, think you might like it. The, and you might find it obnoxious, but you also might like it. Uh, Really, the the thing that's gonna be the determining factor for me with a lot of jazz albums as of late has been like, um, sort of the production quality or like just how things sound. Like if it's too squeaky clean, that usually turns me off. Like, um, like I, I know you're a big fan of that band Coast, which I I'll admit like like I I think they have some really cool like tracks and everything, but just the production overall, and just sort of how everything sounds. I guess overproduced, but it, it, there just has like this this fusiony feel that just really kind of rubs me the wrong way. So uh, that, that I felt like it's like most jazz releases that have come out in like the past like three years have just like embraced this. Um, maybe it's just me noticing this, and maybe it's just my taste changing. But I, I've just not been a fan. So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I really want to. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. It's, it's not again. It's not really. I wouldn't even call it the new, new jazz camp, but it's definitely more. It has like a just futuristic vibe to it. The the, the idea of somebody using a synthesizer in jazz is always something that that interests me. I mean, you know, ever since yeah. I heard like Headhunters and like Sextant, so yeah. Um, it, and not 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 to say you could outdo those albums, but you know, it it sets a cool precedent. Um, well, 
I actually have, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't even know if you'd guess this one. I mean, so, uh, I actually just came across, I didn't even know that this thing had, I didn't even know it existed until Fantano reviewed it last week. Um, it's, uh, cons- it's, bleh. it is a collaboration between, uh, baby, uh, Igloo Ghost and Kai Wiston. It's called. Uh, ah, I XYZ. saw that. I didn't. I didn't know that existed either. Yeah, I. I for some reason, I. I don't know what. I. I just never heard about it until he brought it up, and. Um, yeah, I. It's. I mean, it's. It's a short album. It's like twenty eight minutes, um, but I, I really enjoyed this thing. But I think I enjoyed it in the way that um, I sort of enjoyed all of Igluego's work so far. That it's just like it has this really odd, just sensibility about it that you don't really know what's coming next it, it's mm-hmm. it's like um like john zorn once described his own music as like is music for impatient people <laughs> and <laughs> and like i i think this fits that description pretty well in that like it just i'm a very impatient person <laughs> and like it, it it keeps my attention a lot and th- there's always just like they're really interesting avenues that are taken in an igloo ghost project and then not to say that he uh the, this is exclusively just his project because you know he has these other people working with him uh but you but you have to admit that th- this takes up a majority his contributions you know really define the structure of this album mm-hmm. so you know just take with it what you will uh i really enjoyed it i thought it was a great album uh pretty trippy album car uh, album cover too uh you know and I scrolling through uh, Igloo Ghost's Twitter the other day. Um, apparently he has a full length that is just under his own name that he is working on. I think he said it's supposed to come out this year. But I could have read that wrong. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to, you know, I eagerly look forward to whatever he puts out. So Yeah, well, I mean, having your recommendation, I definitely want to give it a listen now. Because when yeah. I saw that, I was like, I literally had no idea he was coming out. Yeah, I, well, so, I, I, I don't remember, what did you think of Clear Teme and, like, Steel Mogu? We reviewed those, because I, yeah. I really like those, right? Yeah, I... Or, 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 or rather, we, we reviewed those, we reviewed right? Them. I really like them. I really like them. Um, I think I like Clear Teme a little more, but, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you were positive about yeah I, I really enjoy both of them yeah so like th- this is more it's still in like the same vein in, in just in the way that like you know you, you've got just this it almost feels like a random mess of electronic music but it's so intricately crafted mm-hmm. that it's just like you just can't help but just like kind of get sucked into it um and i think you know worst case even if it's not you know maybe the thing that totally like you know gets your rocks off for the day um the, it's it's really short so you know it, it's it, it's just really it's it's easily digestible uh, mm. in a sense <laughs> so cool yeah all right well we've gone we're at an hour and 10 minutes right now so uh might as well just end it off now guys thanks for listening and we'll be back next week all right thanks again <laughs> bye bye Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, 
iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishura Podcast on Twitter. And our email, I think, is SeisuraPodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.